When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about how to convince a partner to get into couples counseling. And honestly, it's not much different than individual counseling to how to convince them to do that. I'll talk about that briefly as well. Uh, This was by a request in my Facebook group. So if you haven't joined that yet, please do. There's lots of interesting discussions. That is a paid group on Facebook. Does not get you the podcast. That you have to subscribe and you pretty much should subscribe so you can hear a lot of my extra podcasts about um, attachment theory, about sex, about oral sex on women, about boundaries, about parenting, about other aspects of relationship, empathic ruptures, and so forth. So there's a lot to be gotten from a paid subscription and more coming all the time. About every four or five regular episodes, I do a um, paid one. So anyhow, um, what we want to discuss today is when you really think that you need couples counseling, but your partner won't do it. So there's a lot of reasons that partners do not want to go into couples counseling, and um, most of them involve shame. So if your partner really does not want couples counseling, it probably means they don't want to be called out on some shit. And they are not wanting to think of themselves as any part of the problem. And they have a fear that the therapist will say that they are the problem. Now, the therapist is never going to say they are the problem unless, like, the therapist is, like, shitty therapist. It's always going to be takes two to tango. But men in particular think that they are going to be ganged up on with the therapist and their wife. And they're going to have no shot. And they're going to have to do all this crazy communication, psychobabble shit. And their own issues within the marriage, which are usually in the sexual realm, are never going to be addressed. And unfortunately, I'd like to say this is not true, but it can be very true. So that's why you need to find a therapist with whom your partner has buy-in. And if there are sexual issues, a therapist who is familiar with and comfortable with discussing sex. And that's like the only kind of couples counselor I hired. I mean, if you're in Maryland, you could um, see my couples counselor at my practice, or of course you could always see me, but um, I'm not just in Maryland. But if you are looking for a therapist, you need somebody who your husband is going to click with as well as you. And now a lot of men feel like they want couples counseling, but their wife won't. And that is because the wife doesn't want to be called out on her shit. Like, that's always why, you know? I mean, it's like not a thing, like, to inquire about terribly deeply. Why doesn't somebody want to go to counseling? Because they don't want to get called out on their shit. And they think it's going to be a fucking waste of time. And those things are really uh, not mutually exclusive. So they think they're going to be paying for the privilege of being told that everything is their fault, which is a waste of time. And they don't want to be called out on their shit, not just because they feel shame, that is one big reason, but also because they fear that it will be very unilateral. And if you've had past experiences where the couples counselor identified with one patient very, very obviously, 
then they're going to be even less likely to try it again. And there are many situations where the therapist, therapists are people, obviously, so they get triggered by like one partner or another and they identify with one more than the other. And this shouldn't happen, but it does. You know what I mean? It's like your doctor like is also going to not be completely subjective and nobody is your teacher may get triggered by your child like you know people are people and they have their lens through which they view things and so that's why you have to be willing to go to multiple couples counselors until you find a good fit now if you're like a th- third couples counselor or something then you got to assume that like maybe there is like a problem going on where one or both of you is very averse to opening up but if you've tried like three or four and um if you've tried less than three or four then keep trying to find one particularly if um you know you are still experiencing massive distress which is like obviously when people want counseling you should try to go in before divorce is on the table but people don't but you should really try to go in as early as possible when you're having conflict so that you could work on things from the beginning before they get really bad So how do you work on it to convince a partner when they don't want to go into couples counseling? I mean, the most obvious way is to say that you know you're part of the problem and that you want to discuss your own contribution to the marital discord and you want to understand tools and techniques for you being different. So how might this look? So let's say that your um, husband is emotionally unavailable uh, and you are Um, very anxious all the time about the fact that you guys don't connect and you feel increasingly distant and you try to get him to talk to you and he doesn't and you say I think that we should go to couples counseling and he says no way that's just going to be somebody else telling me that I don't talk enough I don't have time for that shit I'm supporting this family etc well what about if you say you know, I got to work on myself too. Like I know that I'm up your ass. I know that I'm pursuing you uh, constantly. And I know that I'm making things worse because I'm not as empathetic as I can be. And I stress you out. And I know that. And also, obviously, as you've brought to my attention, we don't have enough sex. So those are things that I can work on. It's not just going to be all about you. Like, don't just say like broadly, it's not going to be all about you. Say like, literally, what are your failings? Like my failings, you would say, are that I am uh, bothering you and crying when you say you don't want to talk to me. (laughs) Like, you know, I am making things dramatic or like whatever the case may be. If you have a concrete thing that you're coming in to work on, then obviously your partner is going to be super, uh, less threatened. If you, then if you come into it saying we need to go to couples counseling because you don't know how to communicate with me. Well, who the hell would want to go to couples counseling under that circumstance? That would just be, um, stupid, right? I mean, who would want to go sit there, take off of work, pay money for the privilege of sitting there and potentially only being told what they're doing wrong? Now, to extend this, like, what about if your partner has depression, anxiety, trauma, etc., and they won't go to counseling despite you asking them to? Well, sometimes a soft rollout can be couples counseling. So, for example, your partner's depressed. You say, seems like you're struggling so much. Obviously, we're not connecting. I want to know how I can better support you in whatever issue this person's depressed about. And I really want to go to couples counseling. So you can kind of get in there, and then once you're there... If the person is depressed, the couple's counselor will usually recommend individual therapy as well. And if there's been buy-in with the couple's counselor, then this person's much more likely to go to individual. You can also start your own therapy, which will get them real curious about therapy. And if you're engaged in all this self-actualization, frequently a partner will want to get in on it themselves. 
at last, of course, you, if it truly is now, now I don't like say do ultimatums that are fake, but like if you're really on the precipice of divorce, unless your partner gets treated for whatever the hell their problem is, then be real about that and say like your ADHD, for example, is like extremely stressful to me and I am deeply considering leaving if you don't get treatment. And often that is what causes people to go into treatment is they finally hit rock. That is a version of hitting rock bottom when your spouse says, I will leave you if you don't do X. Only do it, though, if you're really considering divorce. If you're just like fucking with them and you're going to take it back, then don't do that. That's mean. But if you want to really... Uh, be honest about where you're at and you're at a very big inflection point that it's incumbent upon you to share it. And in fact, it's being a bad partner if you do not share the fact that you are about to leave if they don't get their ADHD, depression, PTSD, substance abuse, etc. treated. So when you are talking about bringing um, a couple's counselor into the mix, you want to come at it from a place of, I really want to work on this relationship because it's important to me. You know, you, you don't want to say like, this relationship is terrible, it's horrible, and we need somebody to like fix us because we suck. Like if at all possible, you want to focus on the strengths of the marriage and say, yeah, like obviously we're struggling a lot, but I just want us to get better. I know that we're not in the best place that we could be and that's where I want to be. And don't be scared to use the children there if you have them. Our children deserve to see us get along. I want our children to see loving parents. I want our children to see what a happy marriage is. Usually relevant is neither of us saw a happy marriage. And so I want to make sure that our children do. So this is really, I mean, the the nuts and bolts of how to convince somebody to go to therapy. Now, if they refuse to go, you could start your own individual therapy and talk to them about it, you know, and say, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm learning. But I really wish that we were doing this together. Sometimes people do this and eventually this partner actually starts coming in. You know, they start to come in to see me because they've heard so much about me. (laughs) It's like we know each other. And sometimes they come in to clear their name subconsciously because like they they don't know what the hell the person's saying about them. So they want to go in and give me the real deal. And then once they give me their perspective, then they're engaged in some way. They see that I'm not a scary ogre. They see that things are going to be even handed. And that's how that goes. And also, when I'm working with people individually, I'm always saying to them, go tell your partner, you know, like what we're working on, like in terms of the relationship. Oh, you're going to try to be more patient. Oh, good. Tell him I'm going to try to be more patient with you, blah, blah, blah. So then when the partner potentially wants to come in, they already have a positive feeling about this. Oh, this therapy is what's helping my wife yell at me less. Oh, good. So I wonder how we could even amplify this effect of this therapy if I were to actually be involved and to say what is actually going on in real time versus what my wife just reports, which who knows what she reports. So this is um, really uh, a difficult problem when you have a partner who really is is kind of emotionally and verbally, like that's not their strong suit. So they think that they are not going to be able to kind of keep up in couples counseling because they're not very verbal. They're more of like a math person or they're more of a logic person or whatever than an emotions or a verbal person. So in this case, of course, I mean, obviously they're not going to be as comfortable in couples counseling. And I talk about this in my post that I linked to about reasons that men aren't so big into couples counseling. But the therapist is obviously not going to 
or not obviously, but a good therapist or a therapist that's a good fit for you is not going to force anybody to have an entirely different personality. It's not like a guy who's into like spreadsheets and data is going to have to like talk to his wife for like 45 minutes every day about like his childhood in order for the therapist to be happy. Shit just doesn't work like that. And people's expectations aren't like that. A woman married to such a man might be happy if he just sent a text that was nice every so often and smiled instead of scowling or not looking up from his computer. People's expectations in couples counseling of their partner are actually not for a person to experience transformational personality change, but rather to just kind of be less of an asshole. And that is a starting place. And then there can be sometimes transformational change. But the first step is for people just not to push each other's buttons in a way that makes both of them into uh, the worst version of themselves and allows their children to witness unending marital conflict and dysfunction. So people's goals, and you should verbalize this to your partner if you are the one who is hoping to get them into couples counseling, you say, my goals aren't to like change you as a person. You know, I, I like who you are as a person overall, but like there's just things that aren't working and we're obviously fighting. And you know, I mean, things, things have not been good. So I want to get in on the ground floor of that and to help um, our whole family be better. So since this is um, topic is over, I could either <laughs> talk more about random shit related to this, which sometimes I do, and sometimes it could be interesting, or I could be a little bit early to pick up. It's Friday afternoon. That's what I think I'll do. So I hope that you got interesting intel out of this about real just pragmatic strategies of what to say to your partner, why they may not want to go, how to empathize with that, and then real concrete tips to get them in and to get them to at least try. So try it, see what happens. Um, and of course, if you have any other topic suggestions, particularly if you are a subscriber or in my Facebook group, do not hesitate to recommend something else that I chat about during this podcast. Talk to everybody soon. Uh, have a good weekend.